Welcome to Healing Thoughts, a restorative notions podcast with your host, Adonike A. Harris. Thanks for being on this journey with me, and I am excited to share my thoughts on healing thoughts. Let's get into it. Today's topic, we're just talking about how does healing work. Um, I'm particularly thinking more about how does healing work within one's own mind. But if the mind is troubled, what can one do? And when I say troubled, I mean when you have um, an overflow of negative thoughts, you have a feeling of dread, I can't get through these things, what do you do? So today I want to talk a little bit about stress, about what it means to be stressed, the different types of stress that we experience, and how you can use your own thoughts to realign your body and your mind and to help you relieve stress. One of the first things I've learned was what is the definition of stress? The definition of stress is, as defined by the American Psychological Association, stress is a mental or emotional feeling people have when they are struggling to cope with challenges related to finances, work, relationships, environment, and other situations. It's the body's natural defense against real or imagined danger. It's the brain's instinctual fight, flight, or freeze response. All right, so I know y'all have all heard about fight, flight, or freeze response. My fight, flight, or freeze response, to be honest, is always fight. It always has been. I'm hoping that as I've gotten older, it has kind of learned how to be a pacifist (laughs) and that I know how to kind of freeze, breathe, think before I react. Um, But in my teens and my 20s, because I was experiencing a lot of trauma, Everything for me was about a fight. Like, you're not going to get in my face. You're not going to talk about me. I definitely had my my maxes. Like, I would let people talk a little trash for once or twice. and But by that third time, nah, we were having some problems. But as I've gotten older, I have learned that my amygdala, big fancy word for place in your brain, that really is what houses the fight, flight, or freeze response. It's If it's enlarged, it's because it's been experiencing a lot of trauma. I'm not a neurologist, so I'm not going to go deep into it. Y'all really want to know about it, Google it. <laughs> Do your own research about um, your neural synapses to really help you understand what that means. But let's take regular everyday things. When you have a heightened fight, flight, or freeze response, anything can set you off. Anything can make you freeze. Anything can make you want to run away and retreat. It just depends on what your innate reaction is to stress. So for example, if it's fight, you don't let anything go. You ready to get in the trenches. Somebody says something to you that you don't like or that triggers you because that's really what's happening to your system. Your system is triggered by someone's words, actions, Um, insinuations, your perception of what they may or may not be doing triggers that part in you that's like, what? Who are you talking to? And then you want to fight or you want to be confrontational. Because let's be clear, I'm not talking about fisticuffs, if I were to use some old words that my parents would use. But I am talking about like this 
feeling to need to defend yourself, which is what fighting does. Fighting is a physical and natural response to and to defend yourself, to provide safety. So I'm talking about wanting to fight or to argue. It could be at work, a coworker could say something to you that triggers you feeling feeling like, wait, they don't value me or they trying to talk over me or they're trying to do something that makes you feel like you need to um, push yourself and assert yourself more. So your fight reflex kicks in and the next thing you know, you're in an argument, whether it's via email or you're trying to rally people around you in the office or you're verbally really talking to the person that you're having an issue with, but you're not doing it in a healthy, constructive way. Um, the flight response is pretty much self-explanatory. You run away, you shut down, you're, you're just like, whatever, I don't need to listen to you and you walk away from the situation. A lot of people who have the flight response feel like, they're they're handling it more maturely because they're walking away from the confrontation or they're not really talking to people but i want to just encourage people to recognize those patterns within yourself like how often do you walk away from something and then leave it unresolved because walking away from a situation is a good practice to have especially if it's volatile especially if it is if you're dealing with someone else's fight response and you don't really want to fight, you can table the situation and then come back to it. But if your natural reaction is to always walk away, to always leave, to escape, and then you never circle back in a, under healthier circumstances or calmer circumstances to talk to them about whatever the disagreement was, then your flight response is a little bit higher than it needs to be. And then you're still not resolving the stressor. You're still not resolving, quote, the issue. Um, last but not least, of course, is freeze. Freeze is, I think, our natural animalistic part of our brain where it's just like, an example is like a squirrel. It's like it freezes in the middle of the street like, ah. If I stand here, you can't see me. Nah, you about to get hit. Like you will get run over if you stand in there and you're not doing anything. But we as human beings have that same response as well, where we just freeze. That is um, shown an example when someone is, and, and this is a very extreme example, but I wanna make sure that I can paint the picture clearly. Um, when someone is in a verbally or emotionally abusive relationship and when they're out in public, someone raises their voice and it triggers in them that same feeling, that same response when they're at home, when their loved one, I use that in quotations because you're not loving anyone if you're emotionally or psychologically abusing them, but they freeze. They shut down their body, literally brings them, their arms come in and they're, they're like, Ugh! You, you could see it in their body and they're just like, they don't talk, they don't speak, they look down. Those are freeze responses. So why do I bring all of this up? Because like I said, today I really wanted to talk about how healing works and within one's mind, but if the mind is quote troubled, what can one do? The thing that I've learned in these 17 years of continual growth and, and healing and moving through my own traumas and being able to today sit here and not be having a PTSD episode, not having a visceral, physical um, response to being a trauma survivor, a sexual abuse survivor, 
I'm really proud to say that I've done a lot of work and that work really came from me really managing my thoughts, learning more about my own body's reactions to um, circumstances, monitoring my fight, fight, or mm, fight, fight. See, I'm always fighting. My fight, flight, or freeze response to people, whether at work, in partnerships, in friendships even, because all of these things can bring up whatever it is that you're carrying within yourself. Um, I'm very proud to know that I have worked on my mind and my thoughts. A lot of the reason why restorative notions is named what it is, is because it literally means healing thoughts. Because my thoughts, who Lord, my thoughts when I first began my healing journey were not healing. They were self-defeating, suicidal, um, very devaluing of myself. I didn't feel worthy of being here. You know, I had the inevitable and proverbial, I think is a better turn of phrase to like the why me, what am I worth, all of those things. And those are not healing thoughts. Those are not value centered thoughts. Um, so I really wanted to make sure I identified fight, flight and freeze for people when it comes to stressors and, and traumatic experiences because Knowing that foundation gives you the power and the tool to be able to think about how you react to stressful situations, whether at work, whether at home. What do you do? What is your foundational go-to? Is it to always fight? Do you run away or ignore things, throw your hands up, walk away, I'm done with it, but then never come back to resolve the issue? Do you cut a lot of people out of your life in that manner as well? Or do you freeze? Do you just ignore everything? Or do you feel like you're always being run over by people because you freeze? Do you feel like you have more to say but you don't want to because you don't want to cause argument or you consider yourself like I'm not a confrontational person and so you keep things bottled up those are examples of being someone who freezes as I work with people and as I continually educate myself I am a forever student always reading literature and always reading research. And what I find is the more you learn about yourself, the more you can heal yourself. The more you practice, and practice is literally what it means. Like everyone who is an athlete can understand, like you go to practice to get better at something. Hello, you can also practice reprogramming your mind. It is not an overnight thing. You're not gonna just go to the therapist for a month or two and be like, all right, I'm fixed, no. It's not going to work that way. It takes, a, it's a practice. It takes time. No one's going to go to basketball practice for th two weeks or even two, three months and be like, all right, I'm about to go to the NBA. I can do it. No, you got to keep going. Shoot, NBA flat players are still practicing. Like, that is what I want people to understand. A practice is just that. So if you take a practice, like talk about meditation or even journaling out your thoughts. I think journaling works very well for people who have a tendency to freeze or even um, actually I think it's beneficial for everyone who has um, a particular disposition, whether you fight, flight or freeze. Because what journaling does is it allows you to write uncensored what you're thinking, feeling 
and experiencing. Once you get it on the page, I do not recommend sending it to anybody, but I do recommend you reading it to yourself and then going through it and identifying like what's um, rational, like your feelings are valid. So if you feel like someone is disrespecting you or devaluing you, particularly whether, and I like to use work because everything doesn't have to be centered around some type of extreme traumatic experience that I've had. Um, so work, I think, is a universal understanding of like people that you might be working with, whether you like them or, or you don't like them, or you have just natural coworker disagreements on how a project should be done. But your feelings are still valid in these experiences. So after writing down what you're feeling, rereading what you've written allows you to know, do I need to react this way? Do I need to really fight to get my point across? Or is there a more constructive and healthier way to communicate my ideas or my visions or my feelings? Um, when you have the freeze response, can you reread what you're feeling and then identify within what you've written a better way to express yourself to someone where you feel empowered, where you feel like you can say what you need to say and say it clearly without feeling very um, overwhelmed because I think that's what happens when people freeze. Uh, also, lastly, if you have a tendency to just run away from your feelings, having them written on a page allows you to really see and acknowledge what you are feeling. And I think that that's something that people who have a flight response to stress and, and, and troubled situations forget their feelings are valid. You walking away and never acknowledging how you felt in this moment and doing the brush off like, it's good, I walked away, nobody cares, boop de boop. It's good in the moment, it helps you get away from the toxicity and move through it, but you still have those feelings inside you. You still have those thoughts, you will ruminate over and over again about the situation. You probably gonna talk about it two or three different times with your girlfriends, like it is what it is. So I just encourage you to maybe use that practice of journaling to just write things out, get them done. Once you're able to kind of go through it, you can decide what you wanna do with it. Thank you so much for listening um, to my first episode of Healing Thoughts. Um, respond in the comments, let me know what you think. But most importantly, just begin to look at yourself. I want this podcast to be something that is self-reflective for myself, but also more importantly, for those who are listening. You have been listening to Healing Thoughts, a restorative notions podcast with your host, Adenike A. Harris. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey, and I hope that you stay connected. Please follow me on Instagram and on Facebook and go to my website, restorativenotions.com, where you can find out more about my coaching services. Thank you so much and come back soon.